Welcome to Shot Callers, brought to you by Motivation Success TV. And today, it is a special honor to have the one and the only money queen, Amanda Francis. Amanda, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Happy, so, happy to be here. Uh, we're so excited. So Amanda is the number one best-selling author of her book, uh, which is, I'll just cough, <clears throat> uh, which is awesome. And yeah. <laughs> she... she uh, has a huge media presence um, online. She has her own podcast um, and she rises. There's so much we could talk about and you're going to be able to see that in the magazine, not only as we watch, but Amanda, the thing I love about uh, what you do is, and I mentioned before the show, I've done so many courses and, and everything on wealth. And there's so many things that you, that you hear and you learn and, and it's really all been taught. But your delivery in this book was amazing. Amazing, amazing. You spoke to me, you had your twist on it, and I love it. Thank you. I think that is an outcome of really knowing your subject matter, like really knowing your topic. But when you know it really, 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 really well, you don't sound like anyone else. You don't say it like anyone else. When you've integrated and embodied it for a long, long time, it's going to come out differently with your own words and your own spin and your own stories. And like, that's the difference probably between like a regurgitator and like a true teacher. Like there's plenty of people who regurgitate information and they do very, they might do very well for themselves in personal development or self-help or in motivational business or whatever they might do fine. But like when you really know it and you really live it, it's really part of how you be like, you're going to have a unique kind of take, you know what I mean? And, and it was really such a breath of fresh air for me because it, to me, anybody who says that everything's regurgitated can never, ever go down that path again with your stuff. It is so authentic. Your authenticity is probably the best that I've ever seen uh, from anyone. Um, you know, I love watching your videos and everything. I'm still having a little bit of problems with the uh, meditation because it is, you know, for women. So like this morning when I was working out and we, I was listening to your podcast I did the meditation and I'm like, I'm a strong woman who, wait a minute. No, that's not what <laughs> yeah. I have to go back and do some self-reflection yeah. afterwards. But <laughs> uh, no, that's what we always tell men. Men ask all the time. Is it okay if I enroll in your courses? Is it okay if I read the book or whatever? Many people's boyfriends and partners and husbands and spouses and whatever end up in the work. And I'm always just like, yeah, it's fine. It's for everyone. You're like, you're welcome to dig in. But don't be annoyed when I say you're a wealthy woman <laughs> or, yeah. you know, there was a lot of people teaching a lot of the things I teach to men when I was getting started and there wasn't really anyone directing at women. So while men are welcome to enjoy it, like it was initially created for women, you know, I love it. It's, you know, the content is so strong, so I love it. And you know what? I'm glad I picked it up. I just happened to go through it when I was looking through all my different things on Amazon and I picked it up and I was like, okay, I'll go for it, you know, and sure enough, there it was. And I actually, the story behind it was I had to go to um, Disney. And uh, when that, when I went there, I brought the book and I was like, okay, so my wife and I went to Disney and we're pass holders. And I'm like, oh, well, I'll just start reading it a little bit down by the, by the pool. I literally did not put it down. I mean, I must've been the most annoying person there because I just, I read it all the way through. <laughs> 
That's great to hear. Wait, so you read all the way through. Did you go back and do the homework though? Oh, I've got, oh, you have no idea. You have no idea. Uh, everything I've okay. done, I've like, there's not a lot that it's probably kind of scary. There's, you should see how bad and beat up this book is. <laughs> so I went through and um, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. So I have a journal and it, I love what you say about journaling because um, I'm very big on visual and I know you said you're not. And I love that you establish those different paths through journaling and things like that for everybody, because visual has always been my thing. And I'm a big believer in journaling as well, like with gratitude and gratitude journals. And um, so, I mean, when I do that, it's always great for me. And I have a victory journal with my positive edge program. And so I just like how you share that as well. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. When people tell me they go, they went through the book really fast. I'm always just like, well, did you do the journal prompts? Did you do the homework? Because you can get amazing transformation just reading the book and having some, some insights and some ahas and some shifts around things. But I just think there's so much depth to be found if someone's willing to do the journaling. You know, I take I take my little Superman journal with me with all my uh, pages that are empty, and I and I do the whole entire thing as I'm going. So along with taking okay. notes. So I, yeah, good job. Good work. <laughs> thank you. So, the book. so, okay. So you come, you come from Oklahoma. So I love the, the, um, some of the different things that I've read about you and, and heard about you, but was there an actual moment that, um, that was like your aha moment of when you just figured out that you got it for the wealth, for, you know, creating wealth and the wealth mindset. And was there a moment for that, that you can really remember? when I knew I was on to something yeah like in what I did it just like was hit teaching you like or a, what I was yeah I mean it's such a process and it's such a journey and I feel like I get it more and more all the time like I think I think I'm definitely an expert teacher yeah and I'm still in my process like I'm still always up against my own edge all the time like I made a well, the money hasn't transferred yet. I am making a $1 million investment into a fund I really believe in that I think is going to move really important things far forward in the world of like artificial intelligence and all these things. But like releasing 1 million at once was a new edge. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm always up against my own edge. So it's never like you've arrived. If you want to keep expanding financially, You'll always be learning about something, either spending more than you've ever spent before, receiving more than you've ever received before, before, investing more, whatever it is. Like there's always an edge and it's always a lot. But I, I would say the first, one of the first moments where I was like, wait, I'm onto something that people aren't getting is when I quit my PhD program and I no longer had the stipend for my PhD and I was working as a life coach and I was also a cocktail server and I was in uni and I was doing all these things. And the ex I had the exact same amount of money I received income, the exact same amount of money the month after the PhD is the month like before the PhD with or without the stipend, I made up for it somehow. And I went like, huh, but can I really imagine having less than this? Do I have some kind of standard around money? Do I have some kind of standard some kind of energetic set point around a minimum and a maximum in my life. And I was like, there's something to this. How is it that in my adult life, I've gotten a little bit nicer apartments at a time with a little bit more rent, but haven't ever been short on my bills. I haven't necessarily had more money each month. What is that? 
And then I went like, how is it that I paid off a chunk of credit card debt, but it came right back to that same number? What is that? Why do I see, seem to have a maximum around the like, I will never have more credit card debt than this, but I can't necessarily have it less than this. Something in me is okay with this. And I just started noticing that just like everything in life, we all have like set points and standards around how things work for us. Like, I won't let someone I'm dating treat me this badly, but I'm okay with this badly. Like we all just have that. Right. And I was catching on to it with many. And I was like, I've never heard anyone talk about this before ever. And it was happening with my clients and my friends. Once I started asking people questions about it and I don't know. That was a moment that was probably like career changing because now a lot of people talk about energetic minimums and maximums. And I know I made it up. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's got to be awesome. And so the new energetic minimum or maximum for you is the million dollar investment. That's pretty cool. Right. would Would that be the biggest one that just came up? That's, that's a max right now for investing. I can't really imagine investing more than a million at once. I'm sure that will change my max for like, come right now is my company's never made more than about like $750,000 in a month. So that's like a, like a cap for me right now, but I obviously want a million dollar a month. So like I'm playing into right now an $8,000 a month. So I can, like I teach in the book, so I can incrementally increase up to my million. So, I mean, it's, it's like there money is limitless. You know what I mean? There's money is circulating all the time, but so it's really my job to like up what I believe is possible and what I align myself with over and over again. You know, I, I love that, that you, that you say that too, because going on, so the million dollar mark for a month is definitely in sight. So that's, that's really awesome. And by the way, your new home looks phenomenal. Oh my gosh, everything you've gotten. Every, so are you glad to have that all done? What's that? Yeah, the one I've been renovating is yeah. done. I asked if you, I've been renovating or the one I live in. <laughs> no, no, the one you've been renovating. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I'm so happy it's done. I'm going to be on Selling Sunset showing the house. Oh, that's and- awesome on this NBC show called Open House. And like, I put my heart and soul into the house for two years. So it's a very nice surprise to find that other people are interested in a very well, inten- like intentionally done, beautiful. Like it's it's fun to find out that there's like, like room for, I don't know, like uh, one of my personal passions is of interest of others aside yeah. from my business, you know? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, well, once you've got it figured out, I mean, sharing, sharing the love is just the way to do it. I mean, I, I, I think that's great. So that's, that's awesome that you, uh, that you, I mean, with knowing that you created the, the minimum and maximum, I love that the way, cause when I teach my people that when I'm coaching and I teach them to take that next step and that, you know, 10 Xing, I feel is pretty hard for a lot of people. Um, when I'm teaching that, I don't know if you do, you know, to try to figure out that wealth formula. So we've dialed it back some and I like how you do chunks, but I know that that million dollar monthly mark is obviously what you're going for. But, you know, slowly, slowly building that next level is I think that's always good. Yeah, I think it's truly whatever people can get behind, you know, one yeah. person might be able to imagine doubling another person might be able to imagine like a three X or ten X. Another person just needs a small increase. It's really like if you get yourself freaked out and psyched out by the neck, by the goal, then it's so much harder to obtain. You know, you got to you got you got to do whatever you can get your heart and mind and energy behind, you know? 
Yeah, absolutely. And so how do you think that it is that, because one thing I noticed about you is amazing emotion and feeling when you talk about money and you go on, you know, one of your, when you start going on to a subject about wealth and you just, you can tell there's a reason why you know this. Okay. I mean, you just go into this mode and the way you, your emotion and your feelings behind it is just unprecedented. I've never seen anything like it. Do you think that's a big, huge part of it? And how do you get in that mindset? Well, I mean, I really like money, you know, I, it's like, I really like it. Like I really adore it. And it's not, that's not possible until, unless you view money as like not bad. Like I think there's nothing bad about money. There's something wrong with money. Money's neutral. Money is a resource. So like what I think, I don't know. I think I allow myself to really love it, be passionate about it, have no shame or stigma or obsession or guilt or whatever. If I have nothing around it being bad to really like money, then I can just be like in love with this thing that I get to like work with and use and teach about. Like, I don't know. So yeah, there's a lot of passion coming through. And I think how you get in that state is like get in that state is if you remove your shame and guilt and stories around why money is bad, you probably, I mean, I think everyone probably likes it a little bit too, because it enriches all of our lives. Yeah. We've made it so much more complicated than that. Like money means all these things because so many people in the world use it in ways, but that doesn't mean that we have to use it in ways when we allow ourselves to have it. We can always use it good. So like all of that's kind of going on with it, you know? Yeah. I love that you say in your, in the book that money is required. And I also love that you utilize like the way you say um, that when you stop looking at as asking for God, and instead asking God for all the money and all the different things that you wanted, how that was your transition. That made so much sense to me because I kind of felt that guilt too, like asking God for this. And then, but then like, I was like, Oh, that makes so much sense. Okay. So I think the shift is there. We go from like thinking God or the universe has to grant us something. And we're going through life essentially asking for permission, trying to be good little boys, little girls who are worthy of like a blessing from God or whatever. And it's such an disempowered state. Like, yes, I believe God can bless me. And yes, I believe the universe is full of good. But waiting on someone to do something for me is going to keep me perpetually in the energy of waiting. And the energy of waiting is not the same as the energy of of receiving or expecting or knowing or trusting. You know what I mean? So I just think that once we take responsibility and we believe it is up to us to make the money, then we give God and the universe something to get behind. Instead of asking for permission, it's more like, here's what we're doing. Thank you for putting these desires on my heart, God, and let's go, for, go forth with me with, and, and let's do this thing. Like, I'm willing to fulfill the calling you put on my heart, but like, God can't do that for us. You know what I mean? We have Absolutely. to be an active participant in the creation of our lives. I couldn't agree more. I, yes. And I love it. I love that when you do that and, and you involve God in the process from act like him being a part of it, but not, not asking him. I, I just like the way you ordered it. It's just, to me, it just hit home. And I'm like, yes, I'm not just begging God for like money. I'm at, or hitting the next level. I'm just going for it, you know? Totally. Cause it's such a disempowered place to say, like, I asked God, I didn't get it. I guess it wasn't God's will. And it's such a more empowered place to say, this is the desire of my heart. God gave me the desires of my heart. I am walking this out now. God, thank you for your guidance. Let's do this. It's like fundamentally different, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I love too, I can't remember who I heard that you said, uh, um, 
money doesn't buy happiness. They obviously don't know where to shop. <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. I just heard that like last week and I was like, yeah, that's fair. And, you know, because I mean, that's, you know, if you think about it, really, you know, it makes a lot of sense. So, I mean, yeah, money, it's a complicated thing because I think everyone, like the idea of what it's going to be like to have money and actually having money are probably different for all of us. Like I definitely had experiences of like, huh, and this is it. Like I can, I can buy cooler stuff. I can do better things. And then there's like, eh, like, so money can't solve a deep fulfillment of long of your soul but if you're oriented toward doing good things with your life money can only like move you forward you know yep. so yeah money can't buy happiness but money make sure does make it a lot easier to fulfill whatever it is that will create happiness for you you know absolutely and like you you mentioned and you know if you were a good person before the more wealth you have you're going to be a good person then usually yeah um, and if you were devious before and going to do bad things with money, you're going to do that, whether it's $5 or 5 million. So yeah, it, money it, you. I don't think money changes people. I think money amplifies people and yeah. there's room to shift and pivot. You can get money and find yourself starting to be like snotty or snooty or annoying or demanding in a way you don't like. And you can go, I don't like this about myself. Yeah. Let's have money and be different, but it's not that the, it, like, it's not like you get money and then you're like your personality changes. You know what I mean? All of a sudden you're a different person. Yeah, exactly. Just just because I like my shoes more doesn't mean that I'm any different. (laughs) No, but you sure do feel good when you're walking around in those shoes and that doesn't hurt anybody. Absolutely. Confidence doesn't hurt. That's for sure. So I want to say, I do want to ask you one thing. I think it was this morning when I was listening to uh, one of your podcasts and um, I love how you said it. So I want to know how you deal with haters because I love how you said and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you said that people just think that, that if you're a celebrity or if you're an influencer, all of a sudden those things don't hurt when you say them <laughs> and that they're allowed to just hate and like say things like, so like, I mean, how do you deal with that? It's, it's a part of our culture. Yeah. I don't know why the second you have fame or influence or celebrity or whatever it is, why, when that happens, all of a sudden you're viewed as less human, like, yeah fundamentally less human and it's like no wonder so many celebrities have like so many issues and get so reclusive and get so like held back and don't let people in it's like you've been projected about and speculated about and had the whole world put their issues on you like every like every negative thing they think about life or money or fame or success like they're putting it all on you and telling you about yourself all the time and you're supposed to like feel good and functional and normal it's a little bit crazy like the the whole topic really needs reform I mean but so for me how I deal and I'm not all that famous I'm not nearly as famous as I want to be but like I'm going to keep creating massive influence because I think it's what the message needs it I think more eyes on my work is what I meant to do right so I guess for me one I speak to it like the, I think in like celebrity culture, no one knows what to say. No one knows how to speak to it because if you start saying, hey, fame is actually hard. Everyone says, oh, you're ungrateful. And that doesn't go over very well. So I like, I think I do a pretty good job of like speaking to like, hey, I'm a human. Like someone will say something horrible on Instagram and I'll reply like, hi, it's Amanda. Thank you for that very helpful advice. In case you didn't know, I am a human being. <laughs> and I do feel what you just said to me. Like, 
I don't know. So <laughs> yeah. Educating about it all the time. I want people to know, like, we're all human. We all feel things. And that doesn't mean we're not grateful or thankful for what we've created. Um, and then there's also a lot of ignoring, like deciding what gets your time and energy, what doesn't get your time and energy. Um, and then there's also like not letting what people think about you mean anything about you. Like my therapy background helps me with that. I can go like, I can often quickly identify that their belief about this and their, the way they live in this way makes it easier to say this and this and this about me than to look at themselves. Like, I don't know. I mean, you, t- you got to take it in stride, but what you can't do is sit around roommating in it. Like yeah. if someone's written about you, you can't let go reading about it. Like even Oprah said, like the first thing when you're getting a lot of criticism is you read nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you go internal and you decide what you need to do for you and what you know to be true about what you're here to do. And you go forward in your purpose because people are always going to say something, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And the, the, the thing about that is, is I, I've recognized too, I, I've, and I find myself standing up for other people more than myself, where I'll just be like, Hey, I'm, I'm sorry that you have a problem with this. And this is a you problem, but you know, but I'll stand up for other people that that's a them problem. That's not a, the person in that light. Um, and, and I want to say though, I do want to add to you, to me, you're a mentor to me and you've never even met me till today virtually. And I mean, I think you're killing it. So don't ever go backwards from listening to any of them because you're seriously like, I, I love your content. So thank you. Yeah. I mean, it gets to you at different times, depending on what people are saying or what they're speculating or what they're making up or what they're deciding. It can like hit you a different way at a different time. And I think a truth in life is that if something bother is bothering me and hurting me, then I just have work and healing to do. Because yeah. if I find know what they're saying is untrue and unfounded, it can slide off my backs much more easily because I know it's dumb. I know it's laughable. Right. If I'm worried that there's some truth to it or that someone can believe it, it's going to stick more. It's going to hurt more. I'm going to have a harder time with it, you know? So yeah. there's that. If it's something you've de- dealt with in the past mentally or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If I processed it, I know it's like whatever. Yeah, totally. Did you find that a lot as far as like coming from a smaller, you know, area or did you find that like with being a prophet in your own town, you know, they say you can never be a prophet in your own town. Do you deal a lot, have problems with that before you move? Uh, I really need to create a podcast or something on exactly what you said, because I have riffed about it in, in my mastermind and I think in courses before. Anyway, yeah, I mean... Jesus wasn't received in his own, in his hometown. Yeah, Jesus absolutely. Nazareth. And I'm like, one time I was back in Tulsa. I do not remember why I was back in Tulsa. I, so I grew up in Sand Springs, the tiny, tiny town outside of Tulsa. But I was in Tulsa for something and I was at a store and I got to talking to a woman behind a counter and she was like, I know who you are. You la la la. And we got to talking and I, she was like, what's it like to be back here? And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, all the people that have known me my whole life don't seem to like... I don't, it's not even that they don't care. It's like they can't wrap their head around that what I do is like meaningful or real or important to people. Cause I'm just Amanda that they've known forever. And it's not that I need their praise, but it's almost like I was receiving rejection for being so different from them and for pursuing a different life. Like I can't, like, I can't just be normal when I, when I go there, whatever. So, so it was like, and the woman just said to me behind the counter, Jesus wasn't received in his hometown. And like, I don't know. I never forgot it. So I guess as far as like 
I, I don't know. Many things happen. So the other day, a girl who I've known literally my entire life commented on a random person's Instagram and tagged me and said, you really need to read Rich as Fuck by Amanda Francis. It's a great book. I haven't seen her since dance class in sixth grade. You know what I mean? So yeah. like you have to assume that there's some people who followed along and are really cool with it. And then there's other people who, I don't know, can't grasp it because they've known you forever. And I don't know, I guess it doesn't really matter that much. I'm just going to live in Bel Air and live my best life. I don't think I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, yeah. You're, you're, you're not letting it hurt your day too much, right? Yeah. So what would you say that out of, out of your courses, do you think most people would should start with like the, the money mentality makeover or what would, what would you say to somebody who's really wanting to dig into this and, and start getting into wealth and to increase their wealth? I would say, yeah, if you're like liking me and liking the vibe and you want to know more about money and how money can, can work for you and support you and how to like kill your relationship with money, I would say starting with money mentality makeover is completely fine, but it only opens like twice a year. Um, and it is a very progressive course that takes you from like money manifestation basics to like next level wealth consciousness principles. Like it's really well done. It's seven modules and 22 hours of bonuses. Like it's a full and complete program. So yes, if it, if you find out about me and that's open and it feels like a good fit to you, you could totally jump right in. However, I understand that that's not digestible for a lot of people. So I have two smaller things. I have drop the motherfucking money struggle bundle and I have the energy and frequency of money. And those are cost. those cost way, 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 way less than mentality makeover. But what I do to like bridge the gap for people, like, is if you buy energy and frequency of money, and I think it's like about $500. Say you buy energy and frequency of money. I give you a coupon code toward money mentality makeover when it, when it opens for the next enrollment. So everyone's in my two smaller money bundles, all get coupons with their money back toward money mentality makeover so that like they can start now with something that's a bit more like digestible or obtainable or feels a bit more accessible or the price point doesn't freak them out. And then they can do the money course later if they want, or they might feel completely complete with the smaller offering, you know? Yeah, they may. Well, taking that next step might have helped them enough to where they'll come back to it probably later on. <laughs> a lot, a lot of people start one of the smaller ones and then still do money mentality makeover, like a lot, a lot, but it's not like required, but sure. it's like, I want your money back when you're ready for that stuff, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I love, I, I love all the content that you put out there and you, um, that you, that you help people with. So that's terrific. Um, thank you. So just a couple other things really quick. What would you, what advice would you give a 20 year old Amanda? Oh man. I would say, hey, listen, it might be like rocky for a little bit. You're going to have some things to like sort through and figure out and you're going to try some different paths and you just need to know that all those different things are going to add up for what you're ultimately here to do and it won't necessarily be easy and it won't really make sense to anyone else, but it will completely work out um, and that you're right. Like you're right. The things that are on your heart to do the things that you really want to do, like, you're right. You are meant to do, the, do those things, but like, it's just not conceivable yet. You know, like when I was starting, like when I was forming my, like thinking about what I want to do for my career, coaching wasn't an industry yet. You know, it like right. so much wasn't so much that was on my heart wasn't conceivable but I just had to take my steps as it all unfolded and made sense over a lot, a lot of years now. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that's, I think that that's very good advice. So, um, uh, what, so what's the best way to get a hold of Amanda Francis if they want to start looking at your programs and they want to get up, like get in contact with you? Yeah. So I'm XO Amanda Francis on Instagram and Facebook. My podcast is called and she rises. Um, if you go to Amanda Francis, Amanda Francis.com right now, you can get the free boss lady meditation series where I do use the word woman often and freak Dennis out, but I if you want, that down, <laughs> you can get the free boss lady meditation series. And then once you jump into that, you're on my email list and I'll email you like inspirational content here and there. And you can buy the book. It's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. It's called rich as fuck. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love it by the way, the book, I mean, honestly, you're changing lives with that thing. So, I mean, it's, um, uh, any, any news of a sequel yet? No seek Jesus. It took me like so long to write that book. I, I don't know how people just like best out books all the time. Like I love to write, but bringing out your soul into a book was like a lot. Yeah. Um, no, what I'm going to do now, I'm going to do some cool things. I'm going to create a rich as fuck journal oh. that accompanies the book. So like the questions from the book are inside the journal and then you can journal out like, I think that a lot of people who aren't necessarily journalers and don't even know what to write in or like, that could be a good, like a little accompaniment for them. And then I'm going to do the audio book. People are asking for the audible. Yeah. So and checking out studios, we'll start doing that soon. So Rich is, the, the life that is inside Rich's spec will continue on. I want to translate it into many languages. Like this will go on and on. Um, but like I self-published, I didn't have a publisher. So that means like every thing I want to do is on me and my team and we're doing it one step at a time as fast as we can while yeah. we run a whole company you know I totally I totally understand I give you kudos for the journal part because I know with ours we do action guides with our books and we and just giving people that guidance kind of like your homework just putting it in a layout where they can actually fill it out I mean it works to me it's it's devastating when you don't have homework with a book that's why I kind of chuckled a little bit when you mentioned it because it's so useful instead of just highlighting it you actually do something with it well yeah and then you have to think because you yeah. can think you can understand the concept concept can do something for you but to think about how it replies to your your life and like write it out in a very act like if you notice a lot of things i have you write out is yeah. although you already have it all although you already made this shift like my journal prompts like move people forward. You know, it's not like, I'm not making people journal for fun. Like yeah. I don't want to waste anyone's time. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's not just busy work. Yeah. So, yeah. It's not. Right. Well, I think we are all out of time. Amanda, thank you so much for being on the show. I can't. Thank of course you. for having me. Oh, thank you. Thank you very, very much. And everybody go pick up this book and uh, follow Amanda Francis on everything that you can. She's the real deal, the most authentic person that in, in this industry. So thank you, Amanda. Appreciate it. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you.